So it was around this time that you, you started Cameo Concerns. Right. Because you be, wouldn't let the public know about all this horse shit. Right, right. I just said, hey, I, I started it. It was like three years ago, in late April of uh, 2016. Okay. And I just said, this is, this is garbage, you know, that, uh, you know, hey, we need a place. And, and the other thing about the newspapers is, you know, whatever they're writing, it gets out there and then nobody can say, hey, I agree, I disagree. There's no discussion. There's no discussion. And so I thought, well, you know, this do you know, I'm, I was no Facebook person or anything, but I figured this would get, be a good platform to at least be able for people to say around town, hey, I agree, I disagree, you know, what what's going on. What do you think? And write about things that the acorn... Won't write about. Right, like like the the fire station. Right. You know, you know the, uh, the old fire station or the old courthouse right or all these things that were like taboo subjects that the council didn't seem to want anybody to talk about and and yet they weren't getting anything accomplished and well it's almost to the point where i mean and in the acorns defense in a way you know it's only a weekly paper right so with all this crazy baloney going on around town they don't have room. Sound like you were going to say horse shit there. Yeah, <laughs> almost. I try to keep this clean, but it's like there's so much horse shit going on that you, you, where are you going to fit it in a ten page paper? Right. Exactly. I mean, you're gonna you need a, an encyclopedia to put all this in. Right. So and, at least with and, social media, with with the camera concerns, you can post anything you want on a daily basis, every hour if you want. Right. And the, and the other thing is. Um, you know that the the response is always if somebody says, "Hey, hey, this is screwed up," yeah. <laughs> or "I think this is screwed up." Take your pick of what whatever you want, whatever topic. Then the the old council cronies, that tight group of people in town, uh, they always come back and say, "Well, these are malcontents. These are guys that want to." I keep hearing this Subversives. phrase. Yeah, burn the city down. Right. And it's like... They hate Camarillo. They hate Camarillo and then blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and you know, a lot, of, a lot of really well-known people in town have the same feeling that uh, there's a lot of stuff done in the background that nobody ever really under, understands what's going on. You know, it's all very secretive. Uh, the council does a lot of closed sessions that are questionable to me anyway. And uh, so this whole thing about, uh, 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 you know, trying, just trying to get talk about the different issues, I think has made the council, well, number one, it's upset them over the last three years, but it's also actually made them a little more responsive, uh, I think, to people. Uh, they have to be right, you know, because they don't have a choice. It, you know, whether it be uh, Roy's camera spotlight or my camera concerns, it's it's all about uh, transparency. Transparency, opening up the conversation. This is what they're doing. This is what's happening. This is you know the best thing that I post all the time is their own council sessions because. You know, some of the stuff they talk about is crazy or doesn't make any sense. And it's video, so it's proof. Right, right. It's like, hey, it's them talking. It's not me trying to spin it. You know, anybody is, you know, I'm always going to have a viewpoint. Sometimes I write the view, you know, I I write 
and say something to be controversial to get the people kind of like, hey, what, what what's going on yeah. or whatever. And as long as everybody's uh, nice to each other and not not you know calling people names, then and I think both Roy and I have kind of curated that that hey look anybody that starts talking trash about somebody they're gone right <laughs> you know we're not we're not going to tolerate that so i think you see in both sites a very consistent a very you do you know uh nice conversation um the uh and uh you know i i think it's been helpful that it's there i think it's been helpful i think most of the public who follows the site would agree i mean for the most part, what you do is you just report the news. Right. It's. I mean, there's not much spin on there. It's. I mean, it's like watching the old newsreels with Walter Cronkite. All you had, you, there was no ticker. There was no. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Personal point of view. Uh, it was just Walter, a piece of paper, a clock, maybe a pencil, and a desk, and that was it. Right, right, and, and you know, it's like, you know, I can always see when something is really, you know, when people think that their ox is being gored, and then I get people that come out that never really comment, but they'll come, they'll come and comment on that particular thing going, oh, you know, you're against this, you're against that, that happened uh, when the five or six kids left Casa Pacifica, right, I and remember stole that. the truck, right. and it was like this uproar of like, you're against Casa Pacifica. No, I'm not against Casa Pacifica. I think they do a fine job. But there's this problem. And you said that in the comments over and over again. And they tried to spin it. Right. Saying, oh, you don't like kids. You don't like Casa Pacifica. Right, right, well, right. Well, that's nonsense. Right. And we just want to know what happened out there. Right, right. And, and, and you know, it's, it's funny because uh, the acorn really, really tried to not say anything related to that it was just that uh you know it was interesting finally the sheriff's department themselves commented on Camarillo concerns and laid out the timeline of what happened and i thought well you know at this i like this because it's giving people an understanding of of what happened and uh you know if six kids just left on their own it was interesting because the sheriffs said that the guy who, the initial deputy that got there was writing reports like for four hours. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> what what happened out right. there? You know, I mean, it leads to another series of questions. Um, That's half and, a day's work. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he was like, he got there around eight o'clock and he was writing reports till midnight or something, if I remember right. And it was like, boy, there was more than just people decided to get up and leave. You know, yeah. something must have happened actually there or whatever. But uh, that that's the type of thing. Or if you if if I touch anything about the sheriffs that, you know, people law the law and order types, you know, get out and say, Oh, are you criticizing the sheriffs? You know, uh, we, we don't like you criticizing the sheriffs or whatever. But that draws out a conversation where you see that that the deputies that are on Camarillo concerns you know, they give their viewpoint of what's going, and they're frustrated. They don't think the city of Camarillo is paying enough money mm -hmm. for good coverage right. in, in the city. And, you know, we never really hear that discussion from the council. No, um, you don't hear it, it at all. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and so 
I can't, it's like, what is going on here? You know, sure, if, if we paid $2 million more, would we get, you know, would, would that fix it? $5 million? I think we pay about, if I recall correctly, about $18 million to the Sheriff's Department. But there's a lot more money than that because, you know, we also, we, the city owns the, the sheriff's station, so they take care of it. And, and uh, they, they also buy other stuff for the sheriff's department. So exactly how much money it is, I've never seen it. But, uh, uh, you know, essentially we get four deputies around town 24 hours a day, plus a couple shifts, whether it be the motorcycle officers or, or another, a fifth shift during the day. And, uh, you know, is that enough? For a city where, uh, with 70,000 people? Right. Not to mention all the unincorporated up in the heights in Santa Rosa Valley, Salmas. Right. So, you know, and then... You're looking at 100,000 people. Right. And so you, you wonder, you say, well, should the city be, be paying for some of that? Should, you know, like Casa Pacifica is out in the county. Mm -hmm. So whenever something big happens down there, then, you know, it draws resources from the city. From us to right. the county. Right. And you say, so is that... Fair. Now, you know, I mean, I've heard Craven say, hey, it's good that we have the, uh, you know, the uh, station here in Camarillo because we have county guys here. So if something big happens in Camarillo, the county guys can supplement Camarillo. Yeah. So it's like a, it's, you know, it's a, a two-sided argument, you know, uh, is it, is it helping us? Is it hurting us? Are we, are we, are we paying for coverage we're not receiving because of other problems in the county area? Um, and uh, everyone gets real touchy about that. Well, it's just amazing how uh, the law and order type you speak of, I mean, they, uh, they don't like for authority to be questioned. And I think that's, I think that's the rule. The, the, every citizen should have that rule at some, some point or another. Right. All you're, all you're doing is questioning it because that's, Basically, that's where our money's going to. That's our tax dollars. Right. I mean, if you hire a plumber and he's going to fix your toilet and the agreement is for $200 and he turns around and charges you $900, i am going to ask him what the hell happened to the other $700. Right. I don't, I don't see there's a crime in that, and I don't see where you're stepping anybody's toes by doing that. Right. They should be offended by it. I mean, if I work for you, it wouldn't bother me. Now, if you started calling me names and were mean to me, right. that's a different skill altogether. Right. But, you know, I don't hear people doing that. They just get really touchy when you question them. It's like, dude. Right, right. And it, it, it's just, you know, it comes to the territory. So, I mean, you know, when I post something about the sheriffs or about Casa Pacifica or anything like that, it's interesting how people uh, that are associated with institutions kind of defend the institution first. Yeah. You know, like with Casa Pacifica. Hey, it should always be about the kids. Yeah. And protecting the kids. Absolutely. And then the second thing is protecting the community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when that happens, you know, when there's a breakout or whatever you want to call it, uh, the, and Calcifacifica Calcif Pacific can't stop them from leaving, right? I always think of Alcatraz. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when, when something like that happens, you know, it's like, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a situation that endangers, that could endanger a lot of people or whatever. And, uh, 
I know that the, the sheriffs are frustrated about it because it takes resources away from other, other things. And rather than have a discussion, you know, people, well, we'll just, you know, status Shh. quo, baby. Just be quiet. Yeah, be quiet. You know, things will go away or whatever. And uh, so, uh, you know, the, uh, it's just, you know, those are the type of things I want to talk about because the acorn, the star, other other resource, other, you know, media, if you will, won't. And, you know, when I started Camryo Concerns, I thought, hey, if I get 20 people talking about stuff, you know, it would be good. And how many, how many followers do you have now? Uh, it's funny. It got right up to 4,000 last week, uh, 4,000 likes. It's about 4,300 follows. And then it dropped down to like 3,997 likes. Now, today, it's back up to 4,002. I always get this up and down going, so I don't know how many people have been through Camarillo Concerns, liking it and then disliking it, but uh, it is a dynamic number, but it's always, overall, it's all been going up. So roughly 17.5% of the residents of Camarillo follow your site. Uh, what about... About what? No, about 6%, right? Something like that. 4,000 out of 60. I did 4,000 out of 70. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, and then, like I say, you know, not all of them comment. You know, I hear people follow it. Even if they don't follow it or like it, they check in what's going on. I always kind of call it a guilty pleasure of people, uh, you know. They want to know what's going on, but they don't want to put their neck out there. Right, and the city has that problem because the city will not open up their Facebook page to hear what people are thinking. So, you know, I've been told that there's two people, you know, that actually monitor Camarillo concerns inside City Hall and are trying to defend the city, if you will, and try to be more responsive to things that, you know, because they have no way of knowing what people are thinking. Because they have no two-way, they don't have any two-way communication between the community as a whole. And uh, they their Facebook page, they send stuff out and they say concerts in the park. or And that that's all they can do. They won't let anyone post on there. They won't let anybody, they won't, they don't want a discussion. Just like at the city hall meetings on Wednesday nights. Right. You, you go can't up there. Clap. You can't clap. If you do clap, you get a, a hammer. Yeah, well, when like she's like the mayor's the judge, oh, we don't have that kind of stuff. Well, you guys can do it. But if you go to City Hall and you're clapping for what they've done, though, they love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they always they love that or whatever. And the two that were really always against the clapping, just, you know, what was, uh, is Craven and Jan McDonald. And uh, Charlotte and Jan would always, whoever was the mayor, you always hear them whisper, tell them to stop that, tell them to stop that, you know, and, and, and oh, yeah, I've heard them. Yeah, and it's just, it's like, it's like, come on, man, you know, people, people have a right to express themselves, it's a First Amendment thing. Right. And then, of course, this came full circle in September when, uh, you know, uh, Morgan called in an open mic, he 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 said that uh, Matt Lorimer was full of shit. Oh, I remember like. that. Yeah, 
And and uh, he's full of shit. Said under his breath. But right, he said right. Loud enough for us to hear. Right, right, exactly. And he and I wrote an email to Craven and I said, "You're the mayor. You know, you're losing control." And that was in eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah. And, he, and the son of a gun's running. Right. And 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 so and she said, "You know, Jeff, I didn't hear it." And I said, and I had sent her a copy of it, a, the clip of it. You and I said, "You've heard, heard it now." Yeah. And and you should make him apologize. I never heard anything back from And her. then Matt Lormer went back and demanded an apology, and they still couldn't get it. Right. I mean, and it's like, it's like, you know, there, there's a real breakdown, I think, you know, from my point of view, of there's us against them. And that's the attitude of City Hall. Right. That they are, they don't want to hear from the residents, the people. They want to do what they want to do. And everybody and, else be damned. Right, right. And, and you know, you see this. The DeSalter's taken 15 years. It still hasn't broken ground. Uh, they got all the shovels, you know, at the ready for when they do oh, that. the hard hats, too. Yeah, the hard hats, too. But uh, it's like, meanwhile, Camarosa, you know, their DeSalter's been in operation, I think it's it's over four years now. And, uh, and, and it's like, what is wrong with the city that they can't get their act together? Yeah, and what is your water bill? You go through Camrosa, don't you? Yeah, I go through Camrosa. So, you know, the the weird thing, right, Camrosa is raising the rates a little bit for the next five years. We just got that notice. But, uh, you know, the big difference between this side of town and Camrosa is the sewer. Because you guys are paying like $50 a month for the sewer, and we're paying like $31 a month for the sewer. And it's like... I mean, I know City Hall's over here, so there's more shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice pun. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, I, I don't get it. Why why there's such a difference of, of, you know, $19 or whatever, $20. And you would think it'd be in their best interest because you got Kevin, Kildee, Mike Morgan, Charlotte Craven. They all live on this side of town. Now, Mike, obviously, is not the mayor anymore, but, I mean, this this, this DeSalter's been in the quote-unquote works for how long? Yeah, 15 years. And still, and still that, according to them. According, I remember Jan saying, yeah, it's been 15 years. Right. And that's, what, three terms? More than three terms? Yeah, four terms. Four terms? Yeah. But but you, you just see this, you know, like paralysis, like the uh, fire station that's going on 22 years. You know, and it's still stuff full of fiesta. Mike stuff. Morgan's garbage. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, you know, the city is very proud that they instituted, you know, uh, a business licensing for uh, street vendors, for, you know, taco carts, whatever you want to call them. And that was mandated by the state of California that you had to do that. So then they come back and they say, hey, we have to full cost the fees that we charge these people and five different departments in the city have their fingers in this fee and they're charging them over five hundred dollars just every year for somebody that wants to have a, a street vendor car and and meanwhile the fiesta gets rent free the fire firehouse the old yeah. firehouse and it's like you know this is not consistent it's not transparent it's not fair and, and, you know, 
you've talked to Tony, you know, and it's it's hard to try. You know, you have this little clique of people around the council that sit there, whether it's the chamber or or uh, you know, I call them friends and family, where they're they're all there with their nonprofits and they they want some money. Cronyism. Cronyism, which is, is nepotism with right. the status quo. Right. It's like this crony capitalism where you know you these people say they're conservatives and yet hey you know, they don't have any problem spending our money spending our money that's on, easy right you know <laughs> and and uh it's always the same circle uh, of people getting the money well you you would think that them being conservatives and we ran the county city the way they run the city you think they'd be kind of upset with the way we handled their money shoes right. under the foot right they don't want to look at it that way yeah yeah, so you know it's 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 uh, it's one of these things where you know I'd like them just to try to be consistent mm -hmm. and be open about everything, and uh, why we've got them to change on on some things with regards to keeping track of information and stuff. They still go ahead and do the same thing, even though uh, the information's out there now. They they still want to keep everything the same. You know, we saw that on the the Chamber of Commerce, you know, uh, contract. You know, just got to keep it going. We we don't know what we're paying for, but we got to keep it going. It's just a, it's just a laugh. Right. The whole thing's a joke. I mean, uh, and it seems like. Uh, do you think there's more or less transparency uh, now that Mike Morgan and Charlotte? Uh, not sure. Jan yeah. McDonald uh, got the boot in the election last year. I, I don't see it. I see. I see. Uh, I see Tony taking more of a, a role, a leadership role, and uh, you know he talks a lot and uh, he is talks it, a lot. He, does he have a leadership role? Or is he just the leading man in yeah. play? Yeah. He he he, uh, he just talks a lot and. Uh, he uh, he's convinced himself that whatever he thinks is always right, and he doesn't listen to other people. At least that's my view. Well, I share the same view. I've talked to him on several occasions, and you know, I I do appreciate him going to the farmers market. I mean, no one else has ever done that. Not in my lifetime. Not that I remember. Right. Of course, we had this before him. We had the same three or four people for like all my life. Right. I mean, Mike Morgan was on there since before I was born. Right. But I appreciate it. And I, but I, I quit going up there to talk to him. I mean, if you talk to him about sports or traveling or, you know, anything but local politics, he's a joy to talk to. No, oh, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, right I like there. him. I've always, yeah. he's charismatic. Right. Um, he's good. He's got a good sense of humor. Uh, always be, uh, perfect gentleman. He was a gentleman uh, during the uh, E versus M term limit thing. Right. I I think the only thing he did he, he did accuse us at one point. He did. Or very close to accusing us. Right. He was right on the line that he thought that we had stolen uh, his signs while he was out of the city over at the uh, gas station at uh, Daly and, and Carmen. What I don't appreciate about the man, though, and I, I appreciate the fact that he's an attorney, but what I don't appreciate is when you ask him a question and he turns around and answers your question with the question. Right, right, right. I mean, I can't speak for uh, everybody else in town, but I mean, 
I like sitting next to somebody and asking them a question, just getting a, a direct answer. Right. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. I don't want to say, hey, how's it going? How's it going with you? I, you know, that's just how I perceive him right. when, it, when it comes to talking what's going on inside City Hall. I think, I think uh, you know, in this next year, the time will tell what happens with him because he, he, he and the old council before Sean and Susan, they really blew it with this. Uh, California Voting Rights Act and the Shrekman letter that came out that came to the city at the end of August they had those safe harbors you know more than all these cities had been served with these types of letters everyone everyone knew how to handle it they, and, and now this is very important too because all this went down at the near the end of last summer when the heat for the uh, the elections was really going up Right, and so and you had you know you had Mike Morgan, Jan McDonald were both right, and in, Charlotte Craven and Charlotte Craven were all incumbents right. seeking re-election against Sean Mulche, uh, the Slate right, and uh, Goldberg, who else ran? There was oh, a Angus, 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 Simmons. Angus Simmons ran, and then all of a sudden and. Didn't they receive a letter from this lawyer in Malibu? Right. In right, August. Right. And then uh, we didn't learn about this until after the election. Right. So it's like so, December. Right. No, it, it, it was Chris the first. Gave it, it, to it, us. it was right at the end. It was the week after the election in November, and so, you know, the city of Moorpark got the letter the same exact day the city of Camarillo did. Okay. The city city of Simi got it about three weeks before, uh, on April on uh, August sixth. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, I, I posted on Camarillo Concerns, I found this from, uh, the city of Simi. It's just a beautiful, they really did a good job where they disclosed they were going to go into closed session and talk about the letter. And the Simi council decided to bring it into open session and talk to the city attorney, the city manager, and talk like, what do we need to do here? And then they, they essentially said, okay. We're going to go to districts because otherwise it's going to cost us millions of dollars in a lawsuit. And people have already tried that, other cities, and it's failed all the time. So it's not like this is a brand new thing uh, that people weren't aware of. All these cities, you know, hundreds of districts and cities have been served with these types of letters. And either you stand and fight and lose mm -hmm. and millions of dollars are spent or you 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 know, uh, mm -hmm. hold your nose and say, okay, we're going to go to voting districts. And uh, Now, a lot of people in town, especially the conservatives, wanted to fight. But the thing about it was, every other letter, every other city that received this letter from this Shankman, who stood and went to fight him, lost, correct? Right. So, so one of the first cities, I think, was, uh, I forget whether it was Lancaster or Palmdale, but he, he won $4 million out of that city. And uh, the city of Santa Monica is currently in litigation with him over uh, over the, the Voting Rights Act. And, uh, you know, the city of Santa Monica has lost the whole way. They're, they're appealing their loss. But it's like, you know, the city of Camarillo is not equipped uh, to handle a, a major lawsuit like that. You know, the best thing that the city of Camarillo could hope for is if 
some city like Santa Monica ultimately wins right. and could break the the cycle of this. <laughs> the winning streak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but meanwhile, uh, you know, essentially what the city did was they hid the fact that this letter uh, was out there for two months, from the end of August, August 29th, or whenever, whenever they got it, all the way to the week after the election. And they actually, they made it known the Thursday, the election was on Tuesday, they made it known in the agenda for the following Wednesday, in that the two days after the election, it became public. And, you know, that to me was an insult. Yeah. Because th they, it was an insult to Sean and Susan and the slate because those five councilmen and the city manager and the city attorney all kept that secret. And by keeping it secret for 60 days, they blew the safe harbors. We would have been limited to just having to pay him, the lawyer, Sharkman, uh, $30,000 max. But instead, he sued us on Christmas Eve because we had blown the safe harbors. And, you know, the city essentially capitulated. The process we're doing now is the process the safe harbors mandate that you do. And, and it's like, why was this done? And, 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 you know, the city attorney, uh, Brian, uh, Pyrrhic, he, he, he says, this had nothing to do with the election. You know, the November election. Right. Well, I, I agree completely. Moore Park ran their, their, uh, safe Harbor stuff during October, November, December, and they went to districts and they have no financial fallout from that. These guys are, are by blowing the safe harbors, they essentially have exposed us to hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think they should all resign. You know, the, the, the three that are, the, the three that are left on the council, Craven, uh, Kildee and Tony, I think the city manager should go. I think the, the city, city attorney, attorney should, should go. go. I mean, uh, Someone's not doing their job, right? Because, and, and 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 there's no other reason than hiding it, because they didn't want the slate or whoever, you know, like Jessica, bringing up the issue of of Latinos in town. Jessica where, Romero. Yeah, Jessica Romero. Where and they didn't want to talk about that. Well, you know, I don't think that going to districts is really going to change anything when it comes to any sort of representation by a particular. Uh, you know, group, uh, because, you know, even the Latinos in town are spread all over town. Yeah, they're not real concentrated. Right, right, you know, I mean. I mean even Berry Street has right. several Caucasians living there. Right, you know? right, it's right. Not and as, it's not big enough. You know, no, no. It's not big enough. And uh, so, so, you know, you say, okay, whatever. But they were afraid. And so they, and it's ironic, right? knowing what happened after the fact, and I think it's because of term limits, and Tony and us going back, back and, and forth, forth between E and M, that uh, the uh, two of the three guys that were running for re-election lost. So the fact that they kept this secret, this letter, and blowing the safe harbors, it didn't help <laughs> them staying in office. I, you know, it, 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 uh, uh, you know, it didn't, it blew up in their face.
And what I don't understand is what was their game plan? Like, you blow the safe harbors, you're going to get sued. And, and you look at what was published in January and the timeline that, you know, uh, the city attorney put out. He was asking questions like he was saying, well, we don't agree with some of the allegations in the letter um, uh, dated August 29th. He's saying this in early December. Give us documentation to prove that your allegations are correct. A little late for that. Uh, a lot of a lot of late for that. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? What have you been doing for the last three months or whatever? It just sounds like as an attorney, Parrot's way over his head. I, I don't know or, what is going on. And you can see from Shrekman's comment in the Acorn in January where he targeted the city attorney, you know, and said it's all his fault. And, uh, you know, that, you know, I hopefully Brian isn't involved, the city attorney isn't involved in this case anymore just because there seems to be bad blood between the two of them or whatever. Well, if he's involved, we're going we're gonna to get in deeper shit. Yeah, so they do have a special uh, meeting about this and, and everything else um, coming up here. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see uh, how, much, how much money... I mean, maybe maybe uh, Tony can start a GoFundMe account, you know. And uh, I I think that <laughs> I I I, th I think the council should pay this for themselves. This, this was a personal. They hid this from the public, and yeah, and not just the council, Dave Norman and Brian Parrott. Right. The letter, you know, between I mean, those five. Right. Now right. we're excluding Sean and Susan. Right. Right. But I'm I am amazed that Sean and Susan have said nothing about it because they were particularly excluded. I mean, they they were the ones targeted by this stunt that the old council pulled. Mm -hmm. They did not want them to know. Right. And if I was Susan or if I were Sean, I'd be mad as hell because I inherited this. Yeah, what are you supposed to do now? Abortion. You know? It's an yeah. abortion. Right. I've, I've written to the council in early, you know, in, in November, you know, what was interesting, I wrote... When you look at the, the, the November agenda report about it, uh, which Brian did, the city attorney, he, he said, well, the, I forget the exact verbiage he used in the agenda report, but it was something like, you know, uh, uh, Shrekman has uh, suggested that we move to district. Uh, and, and so when I wrote in, in uh, my, my email to the council, and I said, he is not suggested. He is threatening because the next line says he's yeah. going to seek judicial relief yeah. in the courts if we don't do this. Yeah. And, and, uh, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to beat your ass. Right. And I it's don't like, want an and, and so you, you go back and look at my email. I'm going, man, I hope you have, I hope you got an extension for the safe harbors from this guy or a separate agreement, man, because, oh, oh, because this is going, this is going to wind up being a train wreck, man. And sure enough, when you look at the when you look at the timeline that Brian that they published in January, after we were sued, it was like they were trying to get an extension, and it was like, and and then Barb Williams got up there in November at that first meeting, and she said, "You blew the safe harbors," and Brian was really upset, you know, really tense, and he was like, "Safe harbors don't matter." Okay, Brian, are you gonna 
you, you know, know that are you going to pay? Well, they the city the city increased his budget two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so he did a bad thing, and they rewarded him. Right, and and I I have to believe that Brian knew that this was going down the tubes one way or the other because you know that that wouldn't have been his recommendation. You know, he's a smart guy, and it's like well, you'd think you yeah you'd think and and you know I deal with a lot of attorneys, and the one thing is if you're ignored, you quit, and you say I I'm I'm out of here. He's still there. So, you know, okay, he's he's a team player. He's hanging with with the old council and everything. Oh, 